Hi, welcome to the Citizens Crime Watch podcast. My name is Joseph Hawk. I'm your host. Today I'm joined with Damon Comansanas, a retired police sergeant with the Miami-Dade Police Department and also a retired member of the United States Marine Corps Reserve. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, so recently you were given an award by the Citizens Crime Watch recognizing your uh, volunteering in our community. And you made a statement during our present during your remarks that really stuck with me. And it was, I'll paraphrase, but basically, as a public servant, you're called to serve. And regardless of whether you've got your badge on or not, you want to continue to serve. Um, I imagine, and from knowing folks, that's something that a lot of people who are either first responders, public safety, or military want to do after they've left their career. So uh, you're here with uh, Team Rubicon. Yes, I am. And this is an organization that will help get those who feel that call to serve uh, into their communities? Yes, it is. Team Rubicon is a, uh, it's a, it's a nonprofit organization. It's a 501c3. It was created back in uh, 2010 after the, uh, the earthquake in Haiti. Uh, we, our founding member, uh, after the earthquake, had just left the Marine Corps, and he felt the need to go and continue serving, like a lot of the veterans and a lot of our first responders in our community do. So what he did, he organized a, group, a small group of, of, uh, of friends, and they flew into the Dominican Republic, and then eventually they, they went across the border into Haiti. When they went into Haiti, they came across a hospital that had been destroyed because of the, because of the earthquake. And immediately his team started helping out, uh, rendering medical assistance. And that was the first operation uh, that Team Rubicon uh, was actually a part of. Again, back then, they didn't have a name. They didn't have a mission. But after he got back from that operation, he realized, I need to create uh, an organization that can help other people when in their worst times. And uh, Team Rubicon started in 2010, and today I'm proud to say that we were up to over 140,000 volunteers worldwide. Wow. Um, is it a requirement that you are uh, a former military member or former public safety first responder? Absolutely not. Um, even though approximately 70% of our members are retired veterans, um, the other 30% are made up of uh, you know police fire first responders and we have a title called kick-ass civilians these are civilians like uh, like all of us in our community that again that uh, are either retired or in their spare time they decided I want to be a part of something good where I can help others and um, it's it's totally free to join team Rubicon uh, you go out you go to our website and it's very simple on how to register there are some introductory videos that we ask you to to look at so you can see what this organization is all about, what we do, what we don't do. Um, we, we usually go into areas where we're asked to go help. We don't force our services upon anybody. So we're, and again, because we're strictly voluntary, um, we do have certain guidelines that we yeah. like to stay uh, before we go and, and render assistance. So as of recording right now, we're about a week from uh, Hurricane Ida making landfall on the uh, Gulf Coast. Is Team Rubicon Team, Team Rubicon was actually mobilizing a few days before uh, Ida hit. Wow. What happens before any major disaster is, is getting ready to strike um, in the United States and, and, and actually anywhere in the world, we start getting notified as to our availability. So as that storm hits, for instance, in Ida, we have uh, reconnaissance teams to go in, and their job is to uh, 
see what type of need is going to be uh, re requested after the, the storm passes. Um, because of the heavy wind and rain, we have what we call route clearance teams. And what right. simply what a route clearance team does from Team Rubicon, uh, we're equipped to go in and help open up roadways. Because if we can't open up a roadway in some of the small communities, uh, help cannot arrive to those right. homeowners. So our route clearance teams uh, will show up and we'll, we'll assist again where we're needed to help open up those, those areas. One of the other things that our reconnaissance teams will assess is what other type of assistance that community is going to be needing. Uh, if, if we have an area that, that was hit hard with wind and we have a lot of downed trees, we have a, a group within our organization which are called Sawyers, and it's basically personnel that have been trained to, to handle chainsaws. And unfortunately, we have sometimes we have trees and debris that are right. laying on these houses and in the streets. And our Sawyer team will actually go in there and, and assist these homeowners at no cost to them to remove the trees off their uh, homes. And we usually try to put them off to the side of the road so that when the government units arrive, they can help remove all the debris off the house. Wow. Um, if we have an event that has a lot of water and we have water that goes into the homes, we have another set of, 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 of volunteers where we were actually going and help those homeowners assist them in removing anything that's been touched by water right. out of their house. Uh, it's very important that when water goes into a home, um, mold will start setting in within a few days. So we assist with removing all that stuff out so that when the rebuild starts, it makes it easier to rebuild a home that has very uh, right. little mold in it. Exactly. Um, speaking of that, we were talking before uh, before we started recording, and you were telling me about um, the Team Rubicon is active right now in Tennessee after the flooding that they had earlier this month. Uh, yes, in Tennessee, uh, the same thing. Tennessee, unfortunately, was a was an event that, that brought a lot of water to that area. We had a lot of water damage in, in the homes. Um, so we have teams that are currently working uh, in Tennessee. And the way they do it is that they rotate our teams uh, one week at a time. Um, We'll go in, and for seven days, that those teams will will be assigned tasks, mm -hmm. depending on where our recon units have actually uh, identified where the help is needed, and they'll go and they'll they'll render assistance to those homeowners, either with removing stuff from their houses or, or cutting back the trees that have fallen onto their onto their properties. So, you guys get involved with national disasters, uh, natural disasters, but. Um, we were talking before and about, uh, you know, and everyone's been dealing for the last year and a half with the COVID crisis. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we recognized you for was your work uh, in our community during COVID. So what's Team Rubicon been doing during the COVID crisis? Uh, what Team Rubicon has not been doing? Team Rubicon, what we did is that once COVID started, um, again, a lot of our volunteers are, are veterans and law enforcement and it's hard for us to stay home and not do anything. So there was a need for Team Rubicon. Initially, a lot of food banks were started all over the country. So what we started doing is that we, st we jumped in and we helped out with either traffic control uh, at these food banks. Here in Miami, what we did is that we partnered with FarmShare down in Florida City, and they had a great need to help put together the food packages that were in turn uh, distributed throughout the county afterwards. So we would send teams of volunteers to help them package uh, all the food that, that would be delivered to all the area nonprofits uh, oh, afterwards. Um, after we, after the, the, the testing started, all throughout the country, we were getting requests to assist 
with either uh, traffic control, um, site control. We do have a medical component of Team Rubicon oh, wow. where we have doctors and nurses and medical personnel that are certified and that have also want to volunteer and assist. So in some areas we were actually asked to actually manage testing sites and then recently we started actually uh, managing uh, vaccination locations throughout the country where, again, where we've been asked to, to assist. And uh, when we were talking beforehand, you'd mentioned that uh, Team Rubicon is the first North American NGO that's been rated by the World Health Organization as a type one emergency medical team. That's, uh, that's pretty impressive. That is impressive. Uh, it just shows the level of, uh, of, of dedication that our volunteers bring to the table. Um, again, we're not limited to the United States. Um, when, when, when a hurricane hit uh, the Bahamas a few years ago, we had doctors on the scene right away oh. assessing. And then for about two months, we actually had waves of volunteers that were going to the Bahamas to assist with the uh, recovery of, of what was going on on the oh, islands. Wow. So, um, you know, we're not, we're not barred by, by any, you know, any, 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 any countries. We, wherever we go or we're asked to go, we usually try to go and assist. Yeah, we, again, when we were doing the, the pre-show talk, you had mentioned uh, you, you, the, the medical teams are down. There's two units down in Uganda. We, had, we have some medical teams with the Uganda, and unfortunately uh, the, the COVID has, has hit some of those countries really hard, and we've been asked to go and assist with the vaccination and uh, you know, just overall helping uh, people in countries that, that may not have the resources that we have here in the United States to assist them in, in dealing with, uh, with this pandemic that has, has really uh, impacted them greatly. So, uh, you know, I, we were talking about this and, and doing research for it. Mm -hmm. This is an organization that is really uh, impressive to me. If someone wanted to get involved, now we mentioned, you know, if you're looking to volunteer, you go to the web website, which is teamrubiconusa.org. Correct. Um, if I wanted to donate. You can also go to that same website. Mm -hmm. um, once you go to the website, you can either... You know, it, it'll show you where you can donate. It'll show you where you can volunteer. Um, you could also see the history of Team Rubicon and, and how we were started and what were what our ongoing operations are. So that website in itself can pretty much direct you uh, to anything that you, you really want to do. Uh, we are privately funded. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have, uh, you know, numerous corporate sponsors that, that feel the need that, you know, that are on board with what we're trying to do. And what we're trying to accomplish in helping our, our fellow mankind, and uh, so we, we we rely heavily on, on a lot of private donations to be able to do what we do. One of the things we you had mentioned earlier was the the, the gray shirts, um, and you said uh, when we were talking earlier about uh, everybody's a gray shirt. Correct. Um, one of the nicest things about Team Rubicon that, that struck me when I joined is that when you join Team Rubicon, uh, and you and you pass the initial uh, the videos and the initial requirements, you become a gray shirt. And all that means is that uh, from our CEO at the top level all the way down to the bottom, we're all, a gray, we're all gray shirts. Um, at any given time, you may be a dispatch at a location, and your CEO, who at the end of the day is also a gray shirt, may be working with you side by side, hauling debris out of someone's home. So uh, no job is too small for anyone in our organization. And we're all together. When we're on site, we're all gray shirts, and we sweat together, and you know we hurt together, and 
at the end of each operational day, we sit around and we get to know our fellow gray shirts. And uh, it's another good way of getting to know people from all over the country that, that come into an area to help out other people that are in need. And this program is in all 50 states? and Yes, we're all in all 50 states and we're actually in, in other countries as well. Excellent. That's, that's wow. Um, so we were also talking earlier about um, what's going on with news, the, the Afghan refugees coming Correct. over as part of the airlift out. Um, and you'd mentioned that Team Rubicon is involved with uh, the relief program for them. What it's Correct. Uh, initially, what, what Team Rubicon has been asked to do is, as, uh, as Americans, and donate clothing and supplies to, uh, to help, uh, help these refugees that are arriving at, at numerous states. We're actually organizing the distribution of the items that are received to be able to, you know, to assist these families as they arrive. Um, you know, most of these people left their countries with literally no clothes, with their kids in hand, and uh, they arrive at a new country. And uh, just like myself, you know, when my parents brought me from Cuba back in the, in the 60s, we arrived with nothing. And it was only because of the, you know, the, the warmth and the, the gratitude of, of, of American families that, that took care of my family. So we're doing the same thing to, uh, to our, our Afghan friends and, you know, that are arriving in this country to start a new life and escape from a type of government that they don't want to, their yeah. kids to grow up in. So yeah. th that's what we're doing. That, that's, that's really impressive. Um, so when Team Rubicon comes in, um, one of the things you're talking about is like, not only do you guys, you know, handle like the, we'll call it triage for, you know, clearing out the trees, getting whatever, but um, afterwards, you know, some of these communities, they're low income, they don't have homeowners insurance or they are underinsured. Okay. Um, you were telling me that you guys will then help with like restoration and renovation. Correct. Well, what we'll do, and um, we started doing it in Houston after Hurricane Harvey. Okay. And then after Hurricane Irma came through Florida, we had a town um, uh, in central part of Florida, Immokalee, that again, there were, there were a lot of homeowners there that uh, are, uh, you know, they needed assistance. They didn't have insurance on their homes, or like you said, they were underinsured. So we partnered up with Salvation Army Salvation Army would handle the lodging um, and the well-being of the families, and we would go in and we would literally help rebuild uh, homes of a lot of the homeowners there. Again, it, it's strictly volunteer. We we go in and we we went in and we went uh, one week at a time. Uh, our our all of our items are purchased or donated through private donations, and uh, and again, the homeowner doesn't have to pay a penny for the rebuild of their home. Um, and and our goal is. And again, uh, after the, after the, the, the sorry about that, after the assistance in Louisiana, um, once we do an assessment, there may be a need where we may have to go into you know certain areas of Louisiana where we're needed, and maybe set up uh, rebuilding efforts there. But that's that's still you know a little yeah. bit a little bit ways on down. Yeah, no, that's um, I, I'm as. You know, as I knew you were going to be a guest, and I started looking at your organization, it, it, it's really just uh, been really phenomenal. Um, so walk me through, you, you kind of mentioned, like, what a day is when you're, you know, working in one of these sites. So can you walk through, like, what's the day start at? What's the... 
Usually, uh, when we're doing a rebuild or we're doing a, a relief at a, at a location, we usually get up real early, about 6 o'clock in the morning. For some people, it might be late, but 6 o'clock in the morning, we get up. We usually have breakfast. Team Rubicon usually provides our three meals. Um, and again, our, where we stay at, it all depends on, on the environment that, that we're assisting. Uh, we get up, we have breakfast. We, they'll, they'll usually, depending on how many locations we have to hit, they'll split us up into the groups that we need to respond to. Uh, we'll get on our, our assignment for the day and we'll head to that property. And we're there until we either get the job done that day or we have sometimes we have to come back the next day to continue removing debris. Um, we'll usually stop for lunch and then um, usually sometime in the afternoon we'll shut it down for the day. We'll go back to our location. We'll clean up or have dinner. And um, after dinner, we, it's a good time where we get together uh, as a group and we pretty much talk about, you know, what we did that day and, and it's really uh, it, 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 it's 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 nice to sit around and, and, and just talk to fellow human beings that, that we're all doing the same thing to help out someone else and uh, and to share what we've done. And again, it, it's it's something that when you retire from whatever profession you're in, there's going to come a time where you're going to want to maybe volunteer. And this is something that Team Rubicon allows you to do. Uh, you can get involved as much as you want. And then, um, you know, it just it's up to each individual person how much they want to step in and help us out. That's, and, and there's a, a lot of research that's been done to say, you know, sharing, you know, because when you're in, you know, these natural disaster situations, yes. you know, there's there's trauma and sharing that trauma helps relieve that trauma. Correct. Yeah, so. C correct. Um, you know, I again, I, as a police officer, you know, you, you go through your career. Uh, you experience a lot of things, and then, again, once you retire, um, you know, I, I did what a lot of people do. You travel, and you do things, and then after you get done with all the things you wanted to do before you retired, you sit back, and, and we, all, we all assess ourselves, and, okay, what do I want to do next? Um, and then I chose to, to join Team Rubicon, and I chose to continue helping out our, our, our neighbors. There's, you know, a lot of people don't realize it, but there's neighbors around us that they could use your help. They could just use a pat on the back and say, hey, how are you doing today? Um, so it's, it's very important to me to, you know, just to be able to help others uh, any chance, any time that I can. That kind of segues nicely because one of the other programs you had talked about was the Neighbors Helping Neighbors uh, program that you all have. Um, mm -hmm. You want to explain yeah, that Neighbors Helping Neighbors was started last year during the COVID. And uh, we had so many people that wanted to go out and help. And because of the COVID, a lot of the a lot of the operations were shut down, and you know, and not just with Team Rubicon, but um, but yeah. other organizations that we would partner with. There are a lot of things they weren't doing. So, what Team Rubicon did is that they created the Neighbors Helping Neighbors, where if if you had an immediate need that you became aware of, in order to wait a few days to send it up and get an approval, uh, we were we were given the permission to go out and assist that neighbor. And again. Each Team Rubicon member had to assess, you know, is, is it safe for me to do that? Mm -hmm. And based on your on your own personal decision, we would go out and we would assist. Um, you know, I did food deliveries. Uh, I did some, some lawn maintenance for some elderly people that just unfortunately couldn't. Mm -hmm. their, their gardeners couldn't. Weren't nobody. Right. Unfortunately, no, a lot of people weren't working last year and didn't want to go out. So if I had neighbors that needed assistance, something as simple as taking out the garbage for you know, an elderly person that usually mm -hmm. somewhat else did it. Um, and again, th those are things that neighbors helping neighbors are set up for that, you know, every part of this country has different needs. Your neighbors, every neighborhood has yeah. different needs. Um, so 
what I could do here in, my, in Miami, uh, another Team Rubicon member in Tennessee had a different need to help out. So we ask you to go ahead and do it. Let Team Rubicon know what you did. Um, and then at the end of the day, um, they were actually com they actually compiled a, a, a list. So last year alone, we had 13,940 individual acts of service under the Neighbors Helping Neighbors uh, operation. So, wow. so again, there's it's it's it, it's incredible what one person can do to someone else. Um, just like that movie, Pay It Forward. Yeah. Uh, if you can help somebody, that person might be able to help somebody else, and it just multiplies. And at the end of the day, it, it makes this place a better. Absolutely. It makes our, our our neighborhood a better place to live at. I, I think I think that was how you ended your remarks uh, when you got your award. Was you know let's so, make yeah. let's make let's make this place a little better than than we found it. Yes. Yes. Uh, which I, I can't agree with that more. Yeah. Um, really want to thank you for coming, David. Uh, this was a great conversation. You're a great organization. Uh, in the video description, you will find links to uh, where you can find out information about uh, maybe registration, where you can find information for donating. Uh, you also find links for Citizens Crime Watch in Miami-Dade. Also, want to ask you to like us, like this video, follow us, Hit the bell for the uh, notification so you don't miss any of our new videos. So thank you all for tuning in this week. Look forward to talking to you real soon.